everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Welcome to uh, Cinema Club. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Welcome to Cinema Club. Uh, as in the movie, we are finally <laughs> finishing up the Scream franchise. This is a horror movie podcast, of course. We get together. We talk about a horror movie. It's the October thon. It's the month of October, twenty twenty. I was doing a bunch of movies. We're 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 using this month especially to do a lot of sequels, to finish mm-hmm. off some franchises, uh, continue one or two that are still ongoing. Uh, and one of the ones we're finishing off here is Stream uh, with Stream Four, of course, being the the newest one. Although they are working on Stream Five, so we will have a new one at some mm-hmm. point. But uh, it's kind of interesting how long it's taken us to do this franchise because we did the first one in October thon two years ago. Uh, we did mm-hmm. get Stream Two done kind of randomly between. You know, it was like a, like a March or something. And then Scream 3 we did last October Thon. And then I think <laughs> because we've been having trouble, we've had so many new movies to do, try to fit in all these sequels to these other long franchises. I was like, you know what? There's only one more Scream. We'll put it in the next October Thon and just round it all off mm-hmm. with, you know, one last one last go. Uh, so this film, of course, came out in 2011. We'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you warning before we go into spoilers. Uh, this is the fourth one in the, the franchise, obviously, as the, the four would indicate. I don't know why I'm telling you that. The point I'm trying to get to, though, is that it's kind of separate from the other three, and that the other three were all released very quickly. You know, Stream 1 was, like, 96, Stream 2 was, like, I think, the very next year, in 97. They, they, they rushed that out. And then the third one was, like, 2000, so it took a little bit longer, but, you know, it was still very much in the same kind of era, right? Mm-hmm. And then Stream 4, even though it's now been nine years, it's almost a decade since Stream 4 came out, Stream 4 mm-hmm. is actually a nostalgia sequel. It was one where, was, oh, 10 years later after the last one, we're going to go back mm-hmm. and do another one. You know, American Pie did this. It's not a horror movie, obviously, but American Pie did the same thing with American Reunion. Uh, we're seeing a lot of other franchises. You know, do it. Terminator's done it a couple of times where it keeps trying to like, bring it oh, back. Yeah. Um, but this was like, no, we're, think- we're doing Scream 4. We're doing like a, a nostalgia-based one. I, I think like the one thing, though, is it does kind of fit with the meta nature of the series like especially since this was like the time where you know you're ripe with like horror remakes and stuff which actually i like this is the i i like when movies do just have like a simple numbering system but i feel like this is the one time you could have gotten away with like just calling it scream again and just to kind of play on that like yeah uh like reboot kind of nature of it yeah or scream again or scream back or scream some other (laughs) like some sort of gimmick thing (laughs) uh you know i i i agree uh it's it does incorporate that uh you know this is a year after the nightmare remake it's two years after the friday the 13th remake you know we're right deep into sort of the the tail end of the prime time of of remaking everything uh you know i think you know 2005 to 2010 give or take are really that like everything all the classics were being remade more or less in that time span uh actually a bit earlier because texas chainsaw was 2003 but you know basically that that decade so yeah. yeah i mean this one's interesting because it, it it's much later west craven is here in fact this may have been the, was this the last movie west craven directed i believe it is yeah so this was kind of his this final feature film before he passed away uh, a few years later he passed away in 2015 so uh you know obviously i, I went to see this in the theaters in fact this is the only <laughs> scream i saw in theaters because i was far too young to see the other ones when they came out and notably, is this the only Wes Craven movie I saw in theaters? I mean, I would double check that. You didn't see Red Eye in theaters? I didn't. Yeah, because after Scream 3, all he had was Cursed. <laughs> we'll get to that one day. Uh, Red Eye, My Soul to Take, and that Scream 4. You know, that, that, that was, you know, that's everything from then on. So. Uh, I, I would have been old enough to see Kirsten Red Eye, probably, but, I mean... You don't need to. I don't need to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, And my salty take, I, I, I don't remember hearing anything. Uh, oh, geez, yeah, I can't yeah. picture that. So, yeah, I, I, yeah that's, that's, this is the only West Craven movie I ever saw in theaters. Obviously, I didn't know it'd be his last one when I saw it, but... Uh, but it's worth mentioning, I, I I haven't seen this since that year. You know, this is my first time seeing this in nine years. I don't know about you. I I mean, I definitely saw it in theaters, and if I had watched it since then, it um, it maybe like one time, uh, you know, after it came out or something. But 
yeah, I don't think I've seen it that many times. I mean, to the point where, yeah, I really didn't remember anything about it. Like, I remembered a few of the people that was in it, and then I remember the, uh, you know, reveal of the killer at the end, but that was about it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it for me, it kind of faded in memory. Um, and there's people on the side that even realize we're in it from, you know, like, uh, oh, like, yeah. like Brett Robertson's in here as a, in a small role, and she went on to be in Tomorrowland, and I quite like that movie. It doesn't, doesn't get a good rap uh, on the internet, but I actually <laughs> quite like that movie. Uh, and it was also like you because know, I, I I do remember like, being introduced to Emma Roberts in this and because I, I remember when it came out they said oh one of the, the new lead characters is uh you know Julia Roberts uh, cousin or niece whatever their relation is uh, I want to say niece yeah I'm not sure and what's funny though obviously years later is that I've come to love Emma Roberts through Scream Queens and through yeah. her you know uh, the Black Coat's daughter and some of our other work since then. So it's kind of funny going back and watching it now, ha- you know, having an opinion on her and caring that she's here. Uh, so interesting. There's, there's some cameos as well early on in the film, like you know, Kristen Bell like pops up like very briefly. Yeah. Uh, so really interesting that it's a nostalgia sequel about Scream because it's kind of like it's because Scream kind of like came into my life right at the start of my horror like awakening. You know, it was like right at that age where I started to discover horror movies. Mm-hmm. It was. It was contemporary at the time, whereas all the other big horror movies were all older. It was all stuff from the 80s from before mm. I was born or whatever. Stream was this contemporary thing. So there was kind of like a weird thing for me when Stream 4 came out where this is a nostalgia sequel to something I grew up with uh, that, you know, and you know, at the time, 2011, I was what, 22 when this came out, give or take? Uh, so I, I felt kind of weird that I was getting to that point where stuff that I grew up with was now this nostalgia thing. And I've got, I've obviously gotten used to that since because you know, like Power Rangers got a new movie a few years ago yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. But so that was kind of interesting. Um, and then of course because it's a meta film and there's all these remakes, you you know they're going to play with that. So that was kind of an interesting thing to look at going into it as uh, to see how that was going to play out. So and this is actually kind of the one that feels the most like the first one, just in the sense that they're back in Woodsboro, they're back in the small mm-hmm. town, they're probably referencing more things from the first from the first film. Uh, I mean, maybe not more, because the, the third movie literally had a movie set of recreating like, parts <laughs> of the first film, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it feels more in, like it's trying to be like the first one to an extent, but yeah. we'll get into it all, we'll get into it all. But we're in spoiler-free still, uh, so no worries about spoilers. Uh, we've got the old cast, we've got the new young cast, with all these things. So I guess I'll ask the question, Tim, uh, how, how did you feel re-watching and rediscovering Scream 4? Uh, so I, I don't know if this is a uh, controversial cause I'm not really sure what the kind of general consensus on this movie is. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I've seen both people kind of, you know, standing up like on both ends on it. Like I've seen people like, Oh no, like I hate it. And other people, Oh no, I love it. But I gotta say, I am on the, I love it camp. I actually thought this was great. And especially Whoa. after, uh, <laughs> like, we got space. <clears throat> Someone get out of the, the war because there's some spicy hot takes coming in here. Um, no, I, I think it's like super fun. And that, yeah, and I don't know if I, I don't think I necessarily felt the way when it first came out, but again, I think again, maybe going back and re-examining it, like, yeah, like in this modern lens and, um, you know, maybe having some time away from, yeah, like, you know, uh, from it where it's not like, oh man, this just seems like, yeah, weird nostalgia sequel. It's like, oh no, I think it actually does fit you know, fairly well with the um, franchise. And especially when we did like two and three, I just really, really did not like those like at all. <laughs> like, <clears throat> like this, um, I, I feel like was much more uh, my speed. I like the characters. I liked, um, you know, like I thought I had some fun kills. Uh, I liked the, you know, I, I still feel with like pretty much every like screen movie. I always feel like they can go further with the meta nature of it. Like, I, I feel like it never really fully satisfies me on that end, but I do like the, you know, a lot of the ideas they present in this with the, like, um, you know, I- idea of like reboots and, you know, trying to go back and like with the original out and outdoing it, you know, to the point where, yeah, like, you know, it seems like they're almost trying to like recreate some stuff and then kind of flip it on its head. Uh, I don't know. I, I, just, I just think it's a lot of fun. I was, I was surprised because I, wasn't really sure where I was going to stand. And especially after just, again, just really not liking any of the other sequels. I think this is easily the best sequel. Like, I don't even think that's like, for me, it's not even like a contest. 
But that, that, yeah. is, that is <laughs> that, interesting. <that's> <laughs> I, I don't think I was expecting such a strong feeling. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying it's like the best movie ever. It's amazing. But I think um, in terms of a franchise that I'm not like super into, uh, I was surprised at well, how much it worked for me. What's in- interesting is that when I went to see it originally, I remember coming out of it thinking that it was probably the best sequel. I was I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. feel as strongly as what you just said, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I hate three. So being better than three was not yeah. a, was not a challenge. <laughs> like I despise three. I think it's such a dull ass movie. I think I think most people do. I think two kind of has its defenders, but I don't know. I really I'm really not a fan of two. I mean, two's better than three. Uh, I, I think better than three for sure. There's some yeah. merit in two. I, I think what's interesting is watching this again, and there was definitely something I felt at the time as well to sort of get to my like overall opinion is that mm. I think it's kind of a mixed bag of a movie. Mm. It's kind of weird because there's some ideas in here that I really like. There's there's some mm. moments that I like, some sort of meta jokes that I like, but at the same time, mm. I all I had this feeling watching it the orig- originally, and then again watching it now, and this not change at all, is that I feel like the actual horror elements are phoned in. I feel like Wes Craven just mm-hmm. didn't care anymore about actually making a suspenseful, like, kill scene. Like, mm-hmm. everything, every single time it does, like, a, like someone's on the phone or someone's being stalked, it feels like it's almost mm-hmm. rushing through it. Which is funny, because the movie's actually almost two hours long. It's like an hour 50. It's, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little bit on the long side for uh, a movie like this. Maybe not uh, compared to other Scream, though. I, I, I remember complaining that Scream 2 and 3 were also too long. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah, um, <laughs> you know, like, so... I do feel like it It kind of, like, misses the... Because even though Stream had its meta humour, it, it definitely did, it still kind of treated, like, this, the opening scene, for example, as this long, suspenseful build to what was going to happen. And this movie kind of just doesn't really care about doing that at all. It, it And obviously, the characters from the original film at this point feel like they have so much plot armour because they're the main characters and they don't want to kill any of them all. That mm-hmm. you have that kind of thing going. Um... And I also do think it maybe has like a little bit of a struggle juggling its new cast and the old cast because it wants to feel extreme one by having all these teenagers and it wants to have the old characters back as well. It, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to almost uh, Force Awakens, mm. <laughs> you know, uh, the streaming franchise in a weird way. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I... it ever quite juggles how many characters it has successfully. And obviously we love having a lot of people because it means we can kill a lot of people in a movie like this yeah <laughs> but i think the problem is is that i don't know if it ever quite really solidifies who its main character is like it feels like it doesn't know who who we're following bizarrely See, the the thing is i kind of it, it, it's hard because i kind of want to I, I don't necessarily say i want to disagree with you but i want to kind of talk about it and bring some ideas uh into that but i can't really okay, do that spoilers. without going into it. spoilers yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly my biggest critique of this because but honestly it's an easy watch right it's not like it's not tedious yeah. to watch like three i think it's it's much more easy to watch i think some of the like some of the side character jokes almost feel like they're just from a full-on comedy rather than a, like a horror movie with humor you know anymore uh so yeah. i think that's the thing but uh, i'm thinking the cops specifically uh at, they that those cops are like weirdly out of place in this yeah. movie yeah anthony anderson and uh the dude from uh the oc A- adam brody adam brody there you go also yeah. uh from the new shazam movie as well uh like th- oh, yeah. those feel a little bit out of place uh, my, honestly, my... it's not not as bad as like the cops in last, last house on the left oh <laughs> sure sure yeah west craven joint but... But, but yeah it's so weird that west craven has this this uh, out of place cop <laughs> mechanic honestly though, i think my biggest problem with Scream 4, is that there's a thing towards the end that it, that it sets up once it's revealed the killer, right? And okay. I felt like when I watched this movie for the first time, I got really excited that it was a... Because like, I thought it was about to do something really ballsy. I thought it was actually okay. going to do something, and then it kind of chickened oh, okay. out of it in the last yeah. like five ten minutes i'm like no I... no do the thing that was uh, that was being presented to me because if they actually ended it like that i was yeah. going to be like yes this movie has balls and i love it and i love what it's just done instead it kind of just goes for a, a more generic which again had a weird, more weird comedy which i'll get to in spoilers but yeah uh, no, I, I yeah i get what you're saying but i uh i, I kind of like wh- where it ends up going <laughs> the I, I do think a big problem with the scream franchise overall is uh like you're talking about like some of the kills and, and, and stuff like I, I guess there's some like decent enough like gore or whatever but like the 
I think one of the things I, I don't love about this series in general is just like, uh, I don't know, like most of the kills, they just always just end up kind of coming down to people getting stabbed most of the time, you know? Like, yeah, they're not that exciting. Uh, and this intentionally tries to make them feel a bit more brutal, but they're not actually that interesting, <laughs> I don't think, overall. Yeah. Uh, I would say, yeah, that, I think that's that's fair. Uh, there's also a couple of things that it kind of like, I guess they're supposed to be red herrings, but there's a couple of things that it sets up that it kind of don't really become anything. Uh, sure. And it feels really out of place when you think back at the end and go, wait, why was that scene there? Like that, um, like, uh, that, like, weird, well, not weird, but like that, um, female police officer the, the that's deputy, like, yeah, who's like yeah, really into Dewey, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of pointless. But there's a whole scene <laughs> where she's like really sinister in the shadow when she's talking to Sydney. And I'm like, yeah. are they setting up her as like a potential killer or something? And <laughs> by the time you get to the end, I'm like, there was like no payoff one way or the other to that. It was just there randomly. It was weird. I don't know. It was, yeah. It was like, well, why was that scene there where she was like super menacing? It'd be, it'd be one thing if it was if one of the running things is that Sydney's like not trusting anyone. So there's like a lots of characters who talk to her where she's really suspicious of them. But it was just her. Yeah. For some reason, just her had this really weird scene where she's like, oh, I mean, I'm so mysterious and potentially evil. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so... Yes, uh, obviously we have Courtney Cox and uh, David Arquette back as well. Uh, they're <laughs> still their characters. Uh, you know, not much to really say. There's an interesting touch with, with Courtney Cox sort of being past their prime and trying to recapture who she was. Uh, it makes me wonder mm -hmm. what they're going to do in stream 5 given that they've already done kind of the like what these characters are older now, now it's been another 10 years <laughs> like we're going to see yeah. these characters <laughs> it's just so funny like Sydney's going to have been gone from like a teenager to mm -hmm. uh, someone in her mid to late 40s by the time stream 5 comes out it's just really funny to me Did do we know if scream 5 is that being written by Kevin Williamson or is it the I think it's the ready or not people. I mean, maybe Kevin Williamson okay. is also co-writing, but I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I think it's really a, like a passing of the torch where it's just a completely different creative force for the first time. Because okay. it's Kevin Williamson, as far as I know, wrote or at least had a hand in writing all of them, right? I mean... I think, yeah, because, uh, I mean, he definitely wrote this one and then I, I think he wrote all the other ones. He definitely wrote one, obviously. Uh, two. <coughs> the only one that I'm questioning is three. And three was so shit uh, maybe. that maybe someone else wrote it, but... I could explain it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, it is what it is. I, 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 um, so, there are definitely moments I like, though. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but it's almost like the characters that they introduced that I like, I almost am annoyed that I didn't get enough of them because it was, it was divvying up so much time between so many characters that you know, I would have mm -hmm. liked more of some of these younger characters that were likable. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they actually, like, are all pretty, um, like, uh, it's, it's a pretty good, uh, cast. Like, I, I like the, um, I guess kind of like the two nerd, like, mm -hmm. movie, like, uh, loving characters. Like, I don't know, I, I could have definitely seen more of them. And, like, uh, yeah, like Emma Roberts and her friend, um, Kirby, you know, was, like, you know, that, like, that was a good, but, uh, yeah, it, it definitely does kind of suffer from, yeah, there's like so many characters that, um, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe it's not a huge complaint because I do kind of like all of them, so it doesn't really. I guess it's not too much of a bother that you kind of going back and forth between them. But yeah, maybe it would have been better to see more of some people. Yeah, just you know, they actually come up with some good characters. It would just have been nice to like get some more of them. Um, yeah, uh, as as far as anything else goes, uh, I I will say I do appreciate like. At one point later in the film, there's, there's characters watching Stab, you know, the, the first Stab movie, mm -hmm. uh, which is the movie that in Scream 2 is, like, the based on the book that Gail wrote that's, like, you know, just the story of Scream. So you see you see it's Heather Graham mm -hmm. playing the Drew Barrymore part, and we get this, like, sort of knockoff version of it. Uh, I, do mm -hmm. kinda, I did kind of like seeing that again, because it, it felt kind of cool to sort of, like, that's a consistent thing in this world now. These Stab movies exist, and yeah. having these characters in Woodsboro watching it, uh, I just... Mm -hmm. I, 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 it was kind of interesting to see, because I think there was even a couple of snippets that we hadn't seen before from Stream 2. They had a mm -hmm. couple of extra shots of like some of that stuff that, you know, because obviously we only saw such a limited amount of it, because it's just like clips when they're watching it in the theater. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, th I thought, uh, yeah, a little interesting. A little interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but it definitely feels like it's less of a horror movie because there's, there's so many characters to pack in that mm-hmm. there's, there's very little time for actual suspense at any point and that's something that i think the original stream still had time for so mm-hmm. if i'm critiquing it i'd critique it for that for sure uh, so I'm not as positive on you, but I'll, I'll talk about some of the things I like in spoilers, because uh, I think they're all spoilery stuff for the most part. Yeah, I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, though, I think it is just kind of like an easy watch, like, <clears throat> you know, where, like, I, I don't think there's really anything that, like, well, I think there's stuff that could have been better. I don't think there's necessarily anything that made me mad uh, in the movie versus, yeah, two and three, where you know they're they're like not that like those movies like i mean three is pretty bad like two you know it does have like some good stuff and some merit but like still there's like a lot of stuff that kind of irked me whereas uh this even though it is kind of long i think it is like a you know nice enough watch and i think it kind of helps now that like there's some time uh to it so like you know there are like people in the movie that like maybe didn't really know too much about back then but it's like oh hey that's cool to see this person show up and um and yeah like looking back on it now like um you know maybe it might not have like appreciated me some of the angles and stuff that they're going for but i don't know it's uh i was happy it kind of worked for me (laughs) at least uh i think better than probably the last time i watched it i will say this it's getting a full extra point at the end for not revolving around maureen prescott i you know i i just i i hated everything they kept adding to that backstory that oh sure you know that, I mean, that's one of the things that, it's one of the things reasons why i hate three so much is how much mm-hmm. they add into that stupid backstory of marine prescott so i yeah. was so delighted that, that was not a big factor uh they do retcon that she had a sister so she's got this niece uh you know suddenly you know emma roberts sure. plays her her, her uh, niece or her, her cousin rather mm-hmm. her cousin uh but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be like maybe not like a, a retcon just be like oh well we never mentioned her before but sure you know, yeah, I mean, if, if it's a bit weird that we never knew she had a sister given that I don't know, sure. <laughs> but uh, who's played by Mary McDonnell, which is cool from Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. which is nice. But I will say this: like outside of the fact that Gale at one point says that I've helped solve these crimes three times, mm-hmm. like Scream two and three don't have to exist. Like th- this movie mm-hmm. functions completely if Scream two and three never happened. Oh sure. Outside of that one reference, mm-hmm. and I, I guess maybe the fact that the stab movies exist, but they could still exist without Scream two existing. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I, I don't know, maybe might have not been intended uh, at the time, but, I mean, it kind of works now in this age where we have so many, like, you know, sequels that are just, you know, sequel to, you know, the, the first, first one, movie yeah. or whatever. Because, you know, she comes back to the town, it's the anniversary <laughs> of the, the town's murders. The fact that it happened again at college and then, you know, on this movie studio, <laughs> like, again, is almost irrelevant yeah. throughout the whole movie. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's all about mm-hmm. the original murders. It's all about uh what happened back then uh you know stream two and three are basically irrelevant you could totally just show someone stream one and four and it would completely mm-hmm. work and, and make sense mm-hmm. uh I, I guess aside for the fact that i mean i guess like you know dewey and gail being more of a couple is something that was more developed in the sequels but it was still hinted mm-hmm. at in the first one so i mean it, it would still yeah it would still function mm-hmm. uh so yeah uh so i think we'll give the spoiler warning so we can get into everything that goes on in the movie unless there's something else you want to well, no, I, I, I just thought of something. I was like, I wonder if they were divorced in real life I, at this time. I think they were. I, I think they were already divorced <laughs> by Stream 4. So it's, it's awkward. It's kind of funny that they're, they're both coming back for Stream 5, so they've actually been divorced longer <laughs> than the yeah. when they were married, which is just really funny. Wow. Uh, so, hey. Which is funny, because this time they've, they've probably not seen each other since the, the, the... I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're still friends. I have no idea, but... Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a well, reason... One of them is... There's a, that was a terrible joke oh come on that was good that was a terrible joke <laughs> <laughs> terrible okay so uh, i will thank the patreon producers uh obviously the verbal list that i'm about to say out is only relevant at the time that we recorded this the list at the end of the video uh will be up to date for october but we're recording this in august so thank you to allison m4 dice tyler hess cindy palaceas david short board now zammer jammer al tribesman christopher moy and brett williams thank you to you all they are all patreon producers at the 20 dollar above tier but you can of course support us for as little as one dollar per month over at patreon.com slash tv and get yourself a bonus episode every single month for that one dollar at the five dollar tier you also get uh, voting rights once per month and early access to all the episodes by one day so go and have a look and see if you're interested in any of that 
And of course, you can support us for free. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button uh, and leave us a comment. Those are very important as well. And they help more people find us. So please do any of that. So thank you very much. And uh, we will continue with this review. Full spoilers mm -hmm. for Stream 4 mm -hmm. from this point on. So this is going to be like a... Uh, yes. Oh, no, I'm just going to say, I, <laughs> I, I'm i surprised that, like, uh, I I still let the opening <laughs> surprise me, even though, like... You've seen it before? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, my, my big thing, because you were saying there just before we got to the, the spoiler break, <laughs> that, you know, seeing people in this movie who we didn't necessarily know at the time, but have become <laughs> something, the very first scene of this movie, you're the first person we see in this movie... It, all right well i mean the the big ones are uh kristen bell and um yeah, who's yeah. The... Uh, anna paquin from true blood and yeah, the yeah, x-men yeah. stuff right the was very... there someone before that yeah the very first people didn't recognize her maybe but the very okay. first person we see in this movie has someone who went on to become the bane of our existence oh no and the first... oh wait 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 yes yeah lucy hale lucy hale from yeah. truth or dare and you're right, fantasy you're right. island is in the opening oh scene God. of this movie uh, answering the phone call and then the twist is of course uh, after there's some stabbing and throat slashing <laughs> is that this is actually not real this is the opening of stab six Yes, one, one, yeah. either five or six. I forget. Yeah, six. I think it's six. <laughs> or maybe six. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like then it's Anna Paquin and Kristen Bell watching Stab Six, and basically Paquin's complaining that these movies are really predictable, and you mm. see you see everything coming, and then the twist here is that Kristen Bell stabs her in the stomach and says, "Did you see that coming?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out that that's actually Stab Seven. So the opening of mm -hmm. Stab 6 is actually the start of Stab 7, which opens some questions for me. Like, is, of course. is, Stab, <laughs> si no, but is Stab 6 actually a full movie? Or did they, in this universe, did they release Stab 7 after Stab 5 and Stab 6 is just the opening scene to Stab 7? Yeah, I feel like maybe, like, <laughs> they should, like, if they should have given it, like, a different name, because, like, maybe like in the stab universe maybe they it's it, it, i'm assuming maybe it's also kind of meta so like in the stab universe maybe they have like a movie series called like puncture or something like <laughs> they they should could have done like something like that but yeah that it, i mean it, obviously it's, it's like a funny joke like you don't probably aren't supposed to think about it too much but yeah i was like trying to parse that out in my head as well and um what was kind of funny to me is like i think in that like first opening sequence like the way they the people were talking, I was kind of like starting to roll my eyes because I was like, oh, like what? It, like, I don't know. This this dialogue just sounds like like too movie like. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's like who really talks like this in real life and stuff. And then so then once they, you know, start killing each other, and then you realize like, oh no, it's a fake movie. That's like what really got me. I was like, oh okay, now that worked perfectly well. Yeah, and then of course after the stab seven twist, it goes to uh, the real world finally, mm -hmm. uh, and the characters who are there and get killed off. And I, this is one of those things where I feel like it was kind of just rushing through because it was like, oh, we have to kill these characters yeah. off because it's the yeah. opening kill scene. Uh, mm. Rather than it being kind of natural or feeling like there was actually any suspense in it. But, you know, uh, although is this the one where they actually tease the, the, the garage door again? Because obviously that's one of the big kills in the first movie uh, where yeah. he crushes the the, you know, the woman crawling uh, through the, the door. Uh, so, yeah. so, you know, it's, it's an okay uh, beat. But it is, it's, you know, it's definitely feels like it's a bit in the rush side but so we're introduced to all the characters after that Sydney arrives in the town there's ghost face masks and all the lamp uh, posts and things like that there's uh one something that really bugged me this is like a minor complaint right and it's not just this movie that's guilty of it but it really stuck out to me so gail is <laughs> living in the town with dewey who's now the sheriff <laughs> and he's got his deputy uh to uh deputy hicks judy hicks who's, like, mm -hmm. making him lemon squares and Chloe's in love mm -hmm. with them and wants to, like, steal them from Gail, uh, mm -hmm. which is kind of a, a funny concept. Gail is <laughs> wanting to write another book, mm -hmm. and she's sitting there, and she's got, like, a, a blank page. I think I know what you're going <laughs> to say here. That just says chapter one, and she's like, mm -hmm. okay, Gail, let's do it. Let's, let's find myself again. And there's also this mm -hmm. jealousy thing, because she's just seen on the, on the TV that sydney's wrote, written a book about her experiences and she's doing a book tour that's why she's back in woodsboro mm -hmm. she's at the bookstore doing, doing a signing and mm -hmm. gail's okay i'm going to write this okay i'm going to start writing my first sentence and i'm like 
you know, people who write books don't just like start writing chapter yeah. one. That's not how <laughs> writing a book works. They, they, they write like an outline, yeah. they have like a plan, like a breakdown of what each chapter is going to be. And then eventually they start actually writing the chapters. Oh, no, totally. Uh, I, I thought you were going to mention what oh. really threw me was the size of her font. Like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. like when she starts typing, it's like there's like 10 letters before it goes on to the next line. I was like, Jesus. Hey, Gail Weathers, uh, you know, her eyesight's not what it used to be. So she, yeah. she has to have the big font. Okay. That's just how it is. <laughs> So, oh, really impressed you wrote a 700-page book, and then you look at it like, um, well. <laughs> yeah, once we condense this down, it's more like, you know, 50 pages, but you know, that's fine. Yeah. You know, that's whatever. Uh, it's, a, it's a novella. You know, it's a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Short story. Uh, so, no, we're interested in the various characters. We're interested in teenagers as well. Uh, so we meet, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, what's, what's her name? Uh, the, the, the cast list is annoyingly in order of appearance rather than uh, <laughs> ethos. But Emma Roberts' character, Jill, Jill Roberts, bizarrely, Jill. The, the, the letter keeper last name for some reason. Interesting. Uh, and Hayden <laughs> uh Kirby, her best friend, who's mm-hmm. kind of like the, you know, the, the the surprising horror buff amongst the girls, uh, which is kind of <laughs> used repeatedly uh, throughout the film. In fact, one of my favorite moments in the movie is they kind of save the uh, the the horror quiz aspect of the phone calls until mm-hmm. late on in the film, where the guy, the, the film nerd guy, who she's actually you know who's got a crush on her, she's kind of actually opened up to him, and she's like, "Hey, this is where you make your move," and they're, they're kind of like. Mm-hmm. almost measuring their horror trivia dicks with each other a little bit in a flirty yeah. way mm-hmm. uh when they're watching a movie together uh mm-hmm. and the killer seemingly recreates the the kill from the first movie where the boyfriend's out in the outside on the on the patio uh, tied mm-hmm. to the chair and the killer's saying hey you know answer this question and she's answering them really well because she knows her stuff and she's like saying this this mm-hmm. and this and then the killer kind of asks one that's kind of like a uh, is it this, this is the thing. So the question in the first movie where they ask, like, you know, who was the killer in Friday the 13th, that's mm. a really good gotcha because it's just, it's an yeah. undisputable fact that everyone thinks Jason is the killer in those movies, but in the first one, mm. it is factually not him. It is factually Mrs. Voorhees is the killer. Now, mm. Whereas it'd be a bit more murky if it said, you know, when did Jason first appear? Because that's still technically the first right, movie, right? right? The yeah. question that she's asked is, what movie kicked off the slasher genre uh, or it wasn't even that. It wasn't genre. It was the slasher boom, and I thought mm-hmm. that's a really murky question because mm-hmm. I would argue that that's technically Friday the Thirteenth because that's the reason, or or maybe or arguably Halloween, depending on your perspective, right? Mm-hmm. But really, what the question is being asked is is which was the first ever slasher movie? Which when she mm-hmm. says Psycho, um, the 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 person to, you know the killer says no, wrong. Peeping no. Tom was earlier the same <laughs> year, nineteen sixty. I thought. Well, yeah, but did, did that really is that really what inspired the slasher movies? Because that's the way the, the question was phrased. Mm-hmm. I, this was intentionally a grey area question, and I feel like sure. Kirby deserves justice. Justice for Kirby. <laughs> I, I just I don't think that the question was fair the way it was phrased. That's all I'm saying. But no, I I, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, like you have to have like it's okay to have kind of a gotcha question but that's the way he kind of phrased it yeah like you said it's like very murky like you can see like a lot of yeah wiggle room in that like i I feel like if it was like a test at school you'd probably still get partial credit or something like for your answer um i I think what bothered me is like you know she gets the chance to do like one last question uh but she just starts uh the question is like you know what like remake well, yeah, which, uh, what, which classic horror movie was remade? And then before it even finishes the question, she lists off basically every big horror movie that's been remade in the last, like, five, ten years. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that you're saying you don't like this, because I love this moment. I Well, no, well here's the thing. I love uh, the idea of her, like, listing off everything, but I just really wanted to know what the actual oh, question okay. was. That's, <laughs> that's my pet th- peeve. Th- <laughs> as far as the meta stuff goes in this movie, my favorite mm-hmm. meta moment is her just defiantly listing off every horror movie that's been remade in the yeah. last 10 years. <laughs> Almost as if Wes Craven's saying, F you Hollywood for doing this. Yeah. It, just, it <laughs> felt really kind of like her just being like, you know, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and Hell's Have Eyes. She's, just, she's naming all of them. It's great. Yeah, I feel like, and it's funny too, because like several of those were uh, like Wes Craven re- like yeah, remakes. Yeah. Not that he remade them, but like, yeah, she mentions uh, Last House on the Left, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Hell's Have Eyes. <laughs> It just it feels it feels like this kind of like is a horror fan watching this scene having her just list them all off as an fu I got them all 
right? Yeah. It doesn't even matter what you, what you were asking. I get them all. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, of course the, the, the twist happens but or whatever, but... On a, to be fair, though, on a technical level, like, again, that doesn't really... That's not how, like, questions and answers work. Oh, sure, work. yeah. Like, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> you but it's, it's, you it's, can't it, list everything. It's but a good... I agree, though, it is a good moment. Yeah, it's a good moment, right? I like it. But anyway, so it is basically the... the, the I think... just another like i I do think another problem with the movie that i kind of wish is it feels like they don't get to the reboot angle until kind of late in the movie like i feel at at this point they really are kind of like you know hammering that stuff home but like i I don't know it it doesn't feel like it's maybe as well thought of or as like kind of clear that's what what they're doing in the beginning yeah it it doesn't feel like he's actually doing it until because there's obviously it's like halfway through the movie they go to the cinema club thing uh which Mm -hmm. happens because gail kind of like wants to like do he's refusing to like offer information because he's trying to take his his Mm -hmm. job as sheriff seriously and she wants to solve the crime so she goes to these teenagers and says hey you give me what you've got and i'll like i'll get i'll come and be a celebrity at your cinema club and they're like what about Mm -hmm. sydney and she's like what about Sydney? <laughs> She's getting all jealous. <laughs> but they go to the cinema club meeting, oh. and this is basically the the equivalent of Randy in the first movie talking about the rules, yeah. right? This is this is the this movie's version of that, where they explain how I... reboots work and how the rules are kind of meaningless now because we've, everyone everyone knows what they are too much, so the rules have been shattered. Mm-hmm. Like now, it's just everything. Yeah, and I, actually, I feel like I kind of like these guys a lot more just because. Uh... Like Randy is a good character, but I just ugh, uh, Jamie Kennedy is fun so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of I mean Rory Culkin all day, man. I, <laughs> that's easily the best Culkin. Um, sure, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't feel too strongly on uh, my my Culkin rankings, um, but but I, yeah. I did actually uh, yeah enjoy him uh, in this. Well, uh, what, I like what I, thing... I like Culkin's character. I, I'm not as keen on the, the one other because because. The, the yep. whole wearing the webcam on his head and like broadcasting like all the time felt really weird to me because he just randomly starts streaming things live yeah. and then on top of that uh just like you know he has a lot of that movie talk mm-hmm. where he says oh i mean you know uh, like of course i record everything everyone's going to do it someday mm-hmm. you, you go home and you you, know, you upload to cyberspace like no one mm-hmm. says cyberspace no one Think- says that they just they just don't right not not what yeah was it just too early for this like like it feels like something maybe like this would have worked i mean like you know something like this now would be you know obviously very you know prevalent and, I, 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 and I stuff mean, but like maybe I, I i but i think the problem with it is that and maybe this would be fixed because people writing this now would understand how streaming works but the fact that yeah. he just <laughs> at any point just turns it on and all of a sudden he's streaming <laughs> to a website uh randomly like <laughs> is there people just waiting for him to broadcast like what exactly is happening here yeah uh it, it, also uh, I, i'm sorry no one had this like contraption on his head like people would live stream but i, oh, sure, <laughs> I don't yeah. think anyone has ever had this like i feel like especially in school like some teacher would be like hey take that off <laughs> oh sure absolutely people don't even like i mean even wear a hat in school never mind a contraption with a camera on it come on yeah and i think the worst part about it though is like all right if you are gonna have it like i feel like there has to be a good payoff for it like you know there is something that you could easily that you could you know uh like like as soon as you see it later on you know okay that's gonna come into play at some point with the killer and a kill and everything and it doesn't really do that much yeah like i mean even if it's not in his own death like i was kind of expecting maybe like, like what if after he's killed if we don't know he's dead yet where someone's watching his live stream and they think yeah, it's totally. him, but it's not him, it's the killer who's actually got the yeah. camera. And, you know, you, you could do something fun with that. And it never really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of kind of weird. Um, So they're investigating the crimes. Uh, Alison Bree's in here, which is cool. I mean, she wasn't unknown, oh, though, yeah. because mm-hmm. this, this was, like, maybe after two seasons of Community. So I, I knew, who, you know, mm-hmm. who she was when this came out. This wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a surprise. But uh, and she's kind of the, d- the publicist for, for Sydney. Yeah, I, I did not remember her, she was in this movie at all. Like, I, I, I was watching Community pretty early on, so I would have known her when I saw it, but I did not remember she was in it. <laughs> yes, that's fair. Uh, and, you know, obviously, once they find the first bodies and it becomes clear that there's a the killer, mm-hmm. um, you know, Sydney ends up staying at her sister, or, or auntie's house uh, with a young mm-hmm. Emma Roberts. And, <clears throat> like, from here, it's kind of like, you know, I... I feel like they could have went further with the reboot stuff again where there's a moment where Sydney comes into the bedroom and 
Emma Roberts' ex-boyfriend has came through the window and he leaves through the mm-hmm. window and it's very reminiscent of Billy in the first movie. And I almost mm-hmm. thought they could have done more with that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of whatever. Uh, but, you know, here, you know, th- th- you know, Wes Craven is giving a shout-out to Shaun of the Dead. He has two characters watching Shaun oh, of the yeah, Dead, yeah. which, is, <laughs> which is neat. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they have the whole kill where the, the, the one of their friends is a neighbour and the seer get killed from across the, mm-hmm. the street and whatever. It's okay. Uh mm-hmm. And they set up the idea that, you know, maybe, is it, could it be Sydney? Because I, I remember watching this for the first time and mm-hmm. thinking, like, you know, they could do the, the swerve here where Sydney's actually the killer. That'd be a ballsy mm-hmm. thing to do, you know, in yeah. this reboot. Uh, you know, or, or maybe even uh, Gail would be interesting because Gail's the one who's actually, like, trying to regain her fame and she feels mm-hmm. like she's not got anything. Could she create the killings to, like, somehow rejuvenate her career kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Uh but you know that's what it is. Uh, the kids have like a like a this marathon party where they watch all the stab movies, which is where we see the stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Gail tries to infiltrate that, and uh, mm-hmm. you know whatever. There's comedy with the two cops watching the house, and they're kind of useless. Uh, Anthony mm-hmm. Anderson does get killed quite brutally. He, uh, this is probably the one kill that's memorable for me. He gets stabbed mm-hmm. right in the forehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, they kind of deflate it a little bit because as he's dying, like because he, he's, he's sort of alive for a little bit as he's bleeding from it. Because yeah. the cops had a conversation earlier where cops always die in movies, unless you're Bruce mm-hmm. Willis. And as he's dying, yeah. his dying words as he kills over is, F Bruce Willis, and he dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A bit goofy, you know? It's all right. Yeah, like, it's... Uh, you know, it, 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 I don't know. Yeah, it, it takes you out of it a little bit, but I mean, I guess it's somewhat humorous. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just it, it didn't quite vibe with me. Yeah. Um, So, you have, you have all this stuff. Uh, after the the party gets broken up though because uh, Gail gets stabbed uh, the mm-hmm. killer like stabs on the shoulder uh, mm-hmm. but doesn't kill her um, she gets taken off to hospital First, so she got the Dewey treatment because Dewey kept getting injured in the, the past movies uh, and gets taken <laughs> to hospital so now it's her turn to be the one who gets injured mm-hmm. but uh, our kid characters all end up at Kirby's house mm-hmm. which is where a lot of the action actually takes place mm-hmm. uh, that's where the Kirby scene happens where she does all the questions um, it's where the camera dude dies. It's where you know all that stuff. I'm kind of glossing mm. over some of the kills because I don't necessarily think a lot of them are that you know memorable or kind of stick again, out. Yeah, again, they mostly just come down to like stabbing and like you know. I mean, some of them are kind of gory, like you know, you know, and and do get to be pretty bloody. But again, yeah, there isn't much that like sticks out of it. I guess maybe if you want to say with Alison Bree's character, like I, I guess this wouldn't be her actual death, but when they do throw her body like onto the like you know uh top of the truck or whatever like yeah. you know that, that kind of sticks out of my head a little bit but yeah like uh as far as the actual like kills themselves yeah there isn't really yeah allison breeze that's actually kind of the only one that feels like a horror movie in the sense that she's kind of mm-hmm. stalked into the car park and she's i kind of like that that yeah. section like it's cool like it's it is like a little i mean you have to give it some like leeway just because like I was like, all right, like, uh, where is this killer going? Like, you know, it seems like he's on the hood of the car and then all of a sudden, like, you know, vanish. But I, I don't know. I think, like, it was done well. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. <clears throat> That's all right. Uh, so, but obviously, the, 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 the Sydney is on the run to get there because she's, she's worried about her because the killer came to the house. Uh, Emma Roberts' mother gets killed through the door mm. uh, when they're trying to, like, barricade themselves in. Uh, they end up... You know, Sydney ends up at the house, and the big reveal, of course, after the you know, Colkin obviously is revealed to be a killer because he gets he gets up out of the chair mm-hmm. and stabs mm-hmm. uh, Kirby, and he's like, "Well, after mm-hmm. four years of being in the same classes together, then now you notice me." Uh, <laughs> and then it turns out, of course, the big reveal is that Emma Roberts is the other killer, and her motivation in the mm-hmm. film is that basically she's always been kind of under the shadow because of mm-hmm. like who her cousin is. And that she actually wants to be the lone survivor, the famous lone survivor, to get the fame and the success that Sydney has. So she's basically done a reboot, and that—that's you know, this is where the, the meta stuff, where this is a reboot, essentially, really mm-hmm. comes into it. And I kind of, yeah, I do love that idea. And yeah, honestly, she actually, you know, she stabs after explains what her plan is. She stabs Sydney, and it looks like Sydney may actually be dying. And I knew in the back of my head that we're probably going to like somehow like you know pull her out of it, but. Mm-hmm. We get this sequence here, because she kills uh, the other killer. She kills Culkin because she wants to be the lone survivor. So she betrays mm-hmm. him, which is, you know, uh, I guess on point for someone who's set up this whole yeah. maniacal plan to be famous. 
But she also uh, shoots her ex in the dick. She does. Uh, she shoots her ex <laughs> in the dick because uh, he comes out of the closet just like Sydney's dad did in the first one. You know, yeah. all t- tied up. I thought he was a bad actor. Actually, every scene with him, the, the ex-boyfriend, I thought was pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, it's not uh, great. <laughs> uh, but I love this. See, after she, she seemingly kills Sydney. I love this like sequence where she goes around like and like basically <laughs> sets up the crime scene. She like yeah. she uses like the uh the, the ex boyfriend's hand to scratch her face for DNA evidence mm-hmm. and rip out her hair, and then she mm-hmm. throws herself into a mirror and then through a glass table and then stabs herself mm-hmm. in the sort of shoulder and like yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, admittedly though the amount of time it's taken the police to get here from when we know Dewey found out yeah, about the location yeah. is a bit far. Because Woodsboro's not a big town. It's never felt like a big, no. big town. So it's a bit hard to swallow that part. To, like, to the point where I, I think, you know, uh, she calls him or whatever and says she's at, like, Kirby's place and he automatically knows the address. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a that's bit, a, that was a bit of a stretch. Mm. Yeah. But, no, I, I absolutely love uh, this whole kind of end sequence here. And, um... Yeah, like the, I was actually like laughing out loud. Like it's pretty, like funny. Like all Honestly, the things she's doing to hurt herself. And... Yeah, it's all, it's almost like comically, like you know, darkly funny. Mm-hmm. As much as Stream One is definitely the better movie, I actually think mm-hmm. this is my favorite motivation for any of the killers. Oh, totally. Yeah, mainly because the idea of her <laughs> actually trying to make a reboot, uh, so she mm-hmm. can be the new Sydney and be famous, like like the 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 the, the, the original version, is actually mm-hmm. kind of like it works on a meta level. That's like maybe the most genius meta level trick that stream has ever pulled i mean i think this is the first movie that like actually by i mean aside from the first one but like i the killer's motivations are just so eye-rolly to me in two and three like this is the first time where i feel like oh no i'm actually buying why the character is doing this and admittedly it's still like a big swing you know to say oh it's over the top for sure but but it's but it's also it's but it's just like i don't know some more so much easier to swallow for me than like just like yeah kind of adding on all this extra backstory to all this crap that we didn't need like i don't i i really like it yeah it's also uh, yeah not only is it not adding backstory but it's also she's jealous of sydney not because of anything from her past she well i mean it's the past now but she's jealous of sydney because of the story of stream which is why we all like stream and why yeah. stream's a big deal to us so it mm. oddly kind of works with the whole meta reboot thing and it mm. just it, it feels like you know rather than have the motivation be something they're retconning into sydney or, or sydney's mother's mm. past as, as the case in stream 3 it's something that it's because of the first movie it's because of stream like that, that's mm. what the motivation is and that's something that doesn't feel cheap because that's you know the first movie is why we like the franchise it's why we like scream yeah. it's why it's good so <laughs> it completely works and makes sense and ties into everything mm-hmm. in that sense uh so and she even like positions herself lying down look, looking mm-hmm. at sydney in this sort of like mirror image kind of shot i thought this mm-hmm. stuff was kind of genius and definitely my favorite mm-hmm. part of the whole movie and there was that thing in the back of my head I'm like you know what they're going to like find a way to have her lose still but if they actually mm. let her win, if this was the end of the movie, like a dark ending where it cut to like credits, like <laughs> don't get me wrong, the eventual stream five would have to be very different because obviously yeah. they, you know, they would have the villain winning here. But if they actually mm. had the villain win at the end of this, I would have like given them so much credit. Uh, instead, we have to have the bit where they go to the hospital and she finds out Sydney's actually still alive. She's in ICU, mm. which by the way, when she goes to Sydney to kill her, like Sydney's awake mm. and talking to her. It, Dewey describes her as touch and go right where she might not survive when she goes to see her she's talking she's up she's fighting back i'm like that's not touch and go she's all right right (laughs) yeah i mean they're giving everyone like a lot of leeway uh in this end here like i mean just the idea that like you know i I kept thinking like is there no one else in this hospital like oh yeah there'd be like so much commotion like doctors and security guards and everything would i mean first of all you would think a you know, like victim or or whatever, like like this would probably have a uh, you know <laughs> cops watching them already. But um, I don't know, maybe so much crazy stuff has happened. But yeah, yeah I, like, I, it's a, yeah, the, a little I, unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, they think the killers are dead, so I suppose they're not worried as much about security. But sure, I, like, like the entire ending, the actual conflict in the hospital room where where because mm-hmm. first of all, this was one of the problems with uh with Emma Roberts' whole thing with uh was mm-hmm. her what's her name? I keep forgetting her actual character's name. Uh, Jill. Jill. Is that 
when she goes to the kill Jill sandwich <laughs> you're almost a Jill sandwich <laughs> uh, but soon, soon she goes to kill Sydney in the hospital because she's like I need to finish the job I'm like mm-hmm. how are you like you had this whole plan to get away with it and make it look like you were the lone sur- survivor like how mm-hmm. does like someone strangling Sydney in hospital after the fact going, how is that not going to look mm-hmm. suspicious like how, how are you not going to be found out at this point oh no totally yeah, like, yeah, yeah like there's she's not no... thinking straight <laughs> but the whole thing is really silly though there's a whole thing where, where gail comes in <laughs> then dewey comes in uh sydney eventually kills uh jill with the defibrillator but it, it has this really like silly comical build-up where gail's like walking towards us saying hey like you want to write a book together because that's one of the things she said to dewey when she was in the hospital bed uh, and mm-hmm. it's, it's what makes Dewey and Gail realize that she's probably the villain is because, like, how could she know that Gail was also stabbed in the shoulder? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, seriously, Jill, why are you saying so much? In case you accidentally say something you shouldn't know yet, keep your mouth shut. It's, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's kind of a leap because it's like, all right, you're, you have this, like, genius level intellect where you yeah. can, like, plot this entire thing and carry it out to fruition, but then you're also not smart enough where you make like a very clear mistake like this at the end. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a bit, it's I, just a bit much, but yeah. Gail's walking towards is like, okay, can I have one final word before you shoot me? So, okay, what is it? Please help. It's like, no clear. And then suddenly <laughs> like, you know, blast her with the defibrillator. And I'm like, that was really cheesy. And then there's a whole thing here with deputy she- uh, Hicks is like in here. Right. And she gets shot at one point. And after mm-hmm. they take her down, after they take Jill down, Deputy Hicks like jumps up from the bed behind the bed and says, "I'm fine." She rips open her shirt and she's like, "Hey, I've got a you know, uh, wear the vest, save your chest." And then she mm-hmm. faints again in a sort of really comedy style pratfall, and it's just kind of like, <laughs> "What is this tone? Like, why is there these stupid bits of comedy here?" I don't know. It was really weird. It, it it's it's weird because there's uh some of it worked for me, some of it didn't. Like yeah, yeah the the bulletproof vest thing like i mean it, maybe it would have worked if there had been a callback to something earlier in the movie because that's what it kind of feels like like you know maybe someone would have said that line uh, earlier or something but it's just kind of out of place here i do actually kind of like the <laughs> defibrillator thing like i i don't know i, I think it's kind of it's cheesy and over the top but mm-hmm. i liked it and i love um uh sydney's last line or whatever where she says like you forgot the one rule about remakes or something like that, and it's like what? And she's mm. like, you know, don't f with the original. I don't like, know. I wasn't. I wasn't super into that line. I like the sentiment. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I like the sentiment, but I didn't like the line. I I lo- actually I honestly I loved it. I think it was kind of cool. Is it like cheesy and over the top? Sure. Yeah. I, <laughs> but I like it. I, I just imagine that the, the Jill won this though and killed like everyone who came out of the room, which because mm-hmm. we because we get to a point because she beats up Dewey with like a bedpan over his head, right? So yeah. we get to this point where <laughs> those like, things must be tough. <laughs> there's like four people in the room that she's got, like either lying down or wounded, and I'm like, this teenage mm-hmm. girl has taken on four people who all who most of whom expected her to be like lethal and hostile. I, I don't know. Yeah, and I I mean I feel like that does kind of play off like the like they established in the first movie that like the killer is kind of unstoppable. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like it's kind of in line with it, but yeah, there's it's okay yeah okay the, the meta narrative kind of like lends itself to it i suppose yeah. uh, but imagine she wins though and she's still trying to go with this i'm the lone survivor thing like what happened in this room like you, you've shot <laughs> oh, a yeah yeah because it's at a point where she's about to shoot gail she's going to shoot sydney she's she's beaten dewey to death with a bed but not really i mean she's still alive but you know yeah she'd have to finish the job because because he knows who she is and what she's done i'm like there's going to be four people in this room probably all dead from bullet wounds and you have survived like how do you explain that (laughs) i mean i I guess like the only thing you can give it is maybe at this point she's so crazy or on edge or or whatever that she's not thinking straight but again that kind of like doesn't really jive with like the cold calculated killer you know she was earlier i mean i I, I, i'll stand by it i think that cindy should be dead and that jill Mm -hmm. gets away with this and i think I don't know what that says about reboots and whatever. Maybe, maybe that says, like, no, it literally does ruin the original because now the original's dead and gone. <laughs> like, I don't know, some I, really depressing message at the end. Like, so the way I was kind of thinking about it, and if this is going to what you were saying earlier when you're saying, like, you know, it doesn't feel like there's, like, a main character. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe I'm reaching too much or giving it too much credit, but, like, uh, it kind of feels like there's two two movies at, at play here which is like the you know real life uh kind of like you know the realistic movie that we're supposed to 
kind of be taking in that, you know, these are actual characters and which case uh, I feel like, you know, Sydney is still the, the main character, but then the, the meta movie aspect of it is that, uh, there's also like a reboot happening, which is trying to take over. So it it's kind of seems like, you know, like Sydney and Jill are supposed to be like the main characters, but it's like, it, it it's kind of like the actual movie fighting the meta movie. You know what I mean? Where like the reboot version is trying to take over the main character, which um, like it doesn't really like, it doesn't really help. Cause like you don't yeah. <laughs> you know, get like a ton of them. Like, so it's- it doesn't, it's kind of a weird thing because I feel like what they should have done is dialed down the the legacy characters. Still have Dewey and Gale in that, but I don't think Gale mm-hmm. should have had a plot try to solve the crime. I mean, maybe she's done that in the background, but I feel like it should have focused on the young kids, have them kind of have a reboot of of the original movie. Now, admittedly, mm-hmm. I don't know how you follow Jill as much as you followed Sydney in the original, in the sense that True. because yeah. that's what I'm saying. It doesn't feel like as a protagonist because it doesn't really follow mm-hmm. any one person that much, but. I don't know how you follow Jill like you do Sydney in the original uh, mm-hmm. and not like have it be weird that she's one of the killers because it would be kind of hard to like... Yeah. I mean, it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Movies have definitely pulled the, the main character's actually the killer twist. Like, that's happened mm-hmm. before, but uh, I feel like that may be difficult. But I, that would be... Mm-hmm. I think what would, would work is that if you make it more focused on just being the reboot with the old characters being around mm-hmm. and like coming into certain scenes but not following them on their own right, just to make it a bit more mm-hmm. focused... And you can still do all the reboot stuff at the end. All this, it would maybe make the reboot stuff feel more thematically like there the whole time. Because that's one of the things we said, obviously, mm-hmm. is that it feels like the reboot stuff is kind of introduced halfway through and then doesn't really kick into proper full gear until, you know, the last, like, 20, 30 minutes where it really goes nuts. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, no, every, the reveal of the killers and then, like, all of Emma Roberts' plan and her carrying it out afterwards is my favourite part of the movie. I love that part of the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, oh, totally. I yeah. think the the rest of the movie is a little bit unfocused and jumbling too many characters uh, for me to really get into it. It's easy enough to watch, though. Mm-hmm. And I do like yeah. that it's back in the, the, the old town again, you know, rather than the, the new locations from 2 and 3. So mm-hmm. there's things to like. There's a lot of things to also not like. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably... Yeah, st- it's not perfect by any means. Like, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think maybe it just helps, like, that... Yeah, like, a lot of these characters and, you know, like, I think, like, the, yeah, the new characters and the old, like, you know, um, yeah, maybe it's not best to, you know, have everyone kind of meshing so much, but, like, I I think they're at least enjoyable enough that I don't really mind following, you know, their exploits and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At least, like, in terms of, like, the main characters, like, stuff like the cops you could easily lose and that kind of thing. I think I will say it's probably the best sequel still. Uh, I, I think... There's, yeah. there's kind of a weird thing with this and two where i think two is better made i think the the two still is it still mm-hmm. a horror movie west griffin still try to be suspenseful uh you know mm-hmm. they, they think of scenes where like the they're trying to climb out the car or something like that there's there's a lot of stuff sure. in two where it's actually paced like a horror movie and i think that's what this is missing i think the direction in this feels a bit more haphazard but maybe mm-hmm. because west griffin's falling that in i don't know but uh but mm-hmm. this has but this one does feel more like the original in the sense that we're back in the town. It feels like it's, you know, mm-hmm. being back to its meta self, even if it's maybe going a bit too comedy with it. So I, I almost think the perfect sequel to Stream is something between two and four, where if you if you somehow mm-hmm. mix the, the quality of filmmaking from two with the, mm-hmm. the actual concepts of four, you probably get your, your, your best Scream sequel that way. But I'd probably say I like four mm-hmm. overall more than two. Yeah. Uh, for I, sure. I, I, yeah, for me, it's not. A, it's really not a contest. I just really, man, <laughs> the like. A, not that there aren't good parts at two, but I think yeah, by the end, I just really wasn't feeling it. That, I mean, that four, much. four, four is more fun, but I think two is a better yeah. directed movie for sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, I, you know, <laughs> but for, I think four is watchable. Um, I would think it's like. I, I don't know if I'd even say it's a good movie per se, but it, it's got good <laughs> ideas and it's got good elements, and I'd say it's the best of the sequels. But Stream One still stands head and shoulders above this, and oh sure, you know, it, yeah, it's uh, it, it's just not even interesting being a horror movie anymore, which is kind of weird to me. Uh, Any time it's doing a horror movie thing in this film, it feels like it's just sort of going through the motions because we have to have horror stuff. Um, but you know the, the movie is so attached to like doing stuff with Gale and and Dewey and and Sydney that I feel like they're actually stealing time away from the more interesting characters in this one. So I'm I'm fascinated to see what Five's going to do. 
uh, <laughs> and see what that is. You know, uh, they're, they're just announcing the casting for it just now with these these actors coming mm-hmm. back. So I feel like, you know, we won't see this until probably another two or three years, especially given the pandemic sure. and you know everything. Yeah. But so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm certainly intrigued. I don't know if I want to say I'm super looking forward to it. Um, I. Yeah, I'm not crazy about like the the stuff those uh, ready or not people like have done. Uh, you mean ready or not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, which you know, again, you know, it's it's not necessarily bad. Like I, I think at the very least, I'm sure they'll be able to, you know, make a a capable movie that's like, you know, at least a, a fun watch or whatever. But I don't know if I'm necessarily expecting something like great or amazing. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know, but. Yeah, I still really think this is uh, fun. Uh, I mean, I do agree that sure, uh, there are yeah plenty of faults you can easily yeah see and uh, yeah, like I I agree. Yeah, maybe like the horror elements aren't aren't there uh, as much as they should be, but um, I don't know. It still works for me though. I think it's still the best sequels because the best concepts and ideas of any of the sequels. I'll say that as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think two should have went more into this as a. a you know a, a sequel satire and this is trying to be a reboot yeah. satire i think both of them could have went further than they did but those are interesting ideas uh three suffers from just mm-hmm. being like oh it's a trilogy satire yeah but uh, uh, <laughs> it didn't work <laughs> but like what is even like the i, I don't know like what like what are even like the trilogy tropes like what would you cover in that that's not covered already in like a sequel movie you know what i mean like i, I don't know like it, it, i don't know if it's just an excuse for them to be like oh no like trilogy so it's gonna be over the top and yeah can't be even more so or whatever but yeah it does oof, does not work for me yeah and i'm not even sure what the satire of five is <laughs> going to be uh you know like well that that's what i'm kind of interested in like is it going to be because like it, like every movie feels like it has like a specific angle like whether or not like you were just saying that it's necessarily like um achieves what it's setting out to do like yeah maybe it's not a perfect sequel satire and this wasn't a perfect reboot satire but at least they do have that um idea for them like yeah i I don't know what the idea for five is gonna be like fifth movie (laughs) satire i mean is five the one that does the thing where it goes back to the originals again kind of like how halloween went back to being a sequel to the original so it's back to being more about the main characters again but i'm worried at that point they're like what do they do for the the story though like if if they bring up more of maureen prescott i I swear Mm. i swear i I don't want to hear anything about maureen prescott (laughs) i mean i wonder if they are just gonna like maybe they just don't have a specific angle they're just gonna try to make it like just like a you know regular slasher movie which i mean honestly i mean could be fine you know like i mean for the franchise it has that meta nature to it that you feel like you want something specific but mm. i don't know maybe they can deliver just I, like I, I an am, okay movie i am interested to see what the angle is going to be what what, what they're mm. going to be satirizing specifically uh mm. but we'll see uh, i suppose we're at the point that we're going to rate the movie uh sure. here so uh tim what are you rating scream for uh, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Uh, actually, uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. It has flaws, um, for sure. Like, I I think the big thing for me is like, I I think I'll disagree with you a little bit. Where you know you're saying that, you know, you know the horror isn't as good. I, I think there was actually some like good horror elements to it. Like um, like I I do agree that the kills aren't great. I think that's the big problem. I could have used uh some better stuff, but. I think there were like some suspenseful moments. Like I mean, Alison Brie's like scene, I I think like, um, it was like a pretty good like you know tense little moment. And <clears throat> but yeah, definitely could have used more of it. But uh, I mean, I, I think it's fun. Uh, has some interesting ideas. Maybe doesn't necessarily achieve em- em- everything, but I, I don't know. Has overall had a good time with it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with a straight six out of ten. I feel like. Mm-hmm. The film has a lot of good ideas and it pulls off some of them to an extent, but it's a little bit jumbled. Uh, it does have a good cast. I will say that. There's a lot of good cast yeah. members in here. Uh, you know, that's just the thing. I, I would have loved to have seen more of Jill and more of Kirby. I, I think they're actually quite interesting yeah. characters. They're, they're funny to be around. Uh, admittedly, Jill more so after the reveal, but it, like, still, it, uh, Kirby was, was usually entertaining. Yeah, I think they're a good foursome, like them and the two, uh, like film guys. Like, sure, yeah. admit, like admittedly, the the live streaming guy isn't that interesting, but I guess he would just be there anyway, you know. Um, but 
yeah, I, I like them uh, as a group. Uh, Would have been nice to see more of them. Yeah. Uh, so very watchable, and I I do like I like the almost ending a lot, but the actual ending not so much. <laughs> so is what it is. That is stream four. If you made it this far in the video version on YouTube, please put the word reboot into the comments. Uh, I'm going to make Tim do his pose for the thumbnail. So here we go. Three, two, one, pose. <laughs> Very I'm good. On my phone. Very good. <laughs> one thing I did think was kind of unbelievable in it, and this is uh, how often people answer their phones. Like. <laughs> I mean, like who answers their phone nowadays like sure uh i did kind of like how the, i mean this is funny because this came out in 2011 uh so it's you know quite er in the early days of smartphones but i love that there's an app for uh the voice oh yeah yeah everyone can do the voice if they want <coughs> which, is, which is, is pretty amusing i'm just gonna say it. it just shows how quickly the, the idea of having apps for things took off once the once the the iphone was a was a thing yeah so which is maybe something else that they could have even explored more of was the idea that you know streaming is the franchise about the killer phoning the victim now everyone's got smartphones like they could have went even further with that yeah it it seems like there's a missed opportunity there where you could because like uh yeah it's it's a uh, you know the phone was like you know it's a the first movie using the phone so much that's like gonna be a big piece of technology and then the phone has evolved to this point where it's like yeah we have smartphones and those have apps and those are connected to the internet and you know, maybe that kind of stuff wasn't as big back then, but it was around enough that you could have, like, probably played around with it more. Yeah, I don't know. Just something food for thought, I guess. Mm. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe Stream 5 will take the Halloween Resurrection route and there'll be a full-on Twitch stream of the whole thing. And <laughs> God. People will be, they'll be watching and, I don't know, the whole, the whole wonder. Mm -hmm. uh, but hey, uh, so that is uh, Stream 4, and uh, you can, of course, let us know what you thought of the, the movie and the comments uh you can like and subscribe all those things are super important as we said earlier on mm -hmm. as is supporters over at patreon.com slash tv financially if you want to you get some bonuses mm -hmm. go and have a look-see uh, get us on twitter at streams midnight for updates and random shenanigans uh, from both of us uh but otherwise that is us uh hopefully you're enjoying the october thon and uh i highly doubt that this is the last one of the month so there'll be more to come <laughs> uh, so look forward to it and uh yeah so thank you very much uh for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time